0: Granger, for the ones who get it done. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the Family-Friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now, wherever you get your podcasts. One of the first things we learn about color is the primary colors. There are three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue, and every color that we see is a combination of red, yellow, and blue. Just those three colors can make up all the colors that we see in the world. It's a mind blowing thing. It is amazing. It is astounding. I vividly remember thinking, that can't be true. And it wasn't. Still isn't. I feel like Who Art Ed? We'll to it. Who arted? We'll Mr. Wood <laughs> Art Ed me. Yeah. Either way, it, it's <laughs> it works That's I, I know. I thought it a great start. <laughs> Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. For this week's Fun Fact Friday mini-sode, we're going to be looking at the primary colors. The primary colors being such a big idea in art, Piet Mondrian became a world-famous modern painter, spending his entire career on red, yellow, and blue squares and rectangles. Now, the whole thing of the three primary colors, red, yellow, and blue, not true. Or at least, not entirely accurate. Now to understand this, I think it's important to understand what color is. The way we we see color, what we're really seeing is different wavelengths of light. Uh, White light has the full color spectrum in it. And when you break it down to the individual components, like the different colors are basically like the building blocks of light. So when you have zero light, it's going to look black. When you have All of those components, all those building blocks, all those wavelengths of light stacked together, it's going to look white. And everything that we see for color is something in between. Now, the primary colors depend on how you're working with light. So if I am looking at a colored light, like the colored lights that make up the images on my computer screen or a TV or something like that, then the primary colors for that are the same as the photoreceptors, the color receptors, the cones in our eyes. And those are sensitive to red, green, and blue. When you're using what we call an additive method, um, mixing together different colored lights, the additive primaries are red, green, and blue. Not red, yellow, blue. Close, but slightly different. Now... Most of what we do as artists, we're working actually usually in a subtractive method when we're working with paints and markers and crayons. What's happening there is the pigment, the colored stuff in the paint is subtracting or taking away some part of the visible light spectrum. So the white light coming down from our ceiling lights or the sunlight has all the colors of the rainbow in it. And when I paint something red, all the colors of the rainbow are hitting that red surface. They're hitting that red paint and that red paint soaks up, absorbs or takes away all of that light except for the red wavelength of light. And what it does with that red bit of the light is it reflects it, the red part of the light bounces off of my red paint into my eye, and that's how I see it. It is a subtractive method. And if I mix all the colors in a subtractive method, it's going to turn black. Because after I've mixed all the colors, I've subtracted or taken away all the different wavelengths of light. And so no light is reflected. It's going to turn black. If I'm mixing all the colors of light in an additive method, then it's all going to turn white. Because I'm taking the red frequency range, the green frequency range, and the blue frequency range, or the, the those wavelengths, and I am putting them all together i'm taking those components the building blocks of white light putting them all together in an additive model and they all add up to white so if you're using an additive model all the colors mixed together makes white if you're using a subtractive model all the colors mixed together makes black So essentially black and white have essentially the same definition. They are the complete absence of color or all the colors mixed together depending on whether you're using additive or subtractive colors. Now as I said, the additive primaries are red, green, and blue. But the subtractive primaries are actually the opposites. They are the opposite. It's an opposite method. It's an opposite color. So the subtractive primaries are cyan magenta and yellow and if you've ever had the experience of trying to mix red and blue to get purple and then it turns all muddy that's because red and blue are not subtractive primaries they're close red is close to magenta and cyan is sort of a shade of blue But if you want to get a nice purple when you're mixing primaries, you'll get a better purple if you're mixing cyan and magenta, sort of a pink with a little bit like a turquoise. So there you have it. There are, there are actually two sets of primary colors. Each consists of three different colors, but neither set is red, yellow, and blue. The additive primaries are red, green, and blue. The subtractive primaries are cyan, magenta, and yellow. And the traditional primaries of red, yellow, and blue are just not quite right. It's kind of amazing when you think about Piet Mondrian, professional artist, very serious painter, spent his career essentially painting with the primary colors and never got it right.